Let's now take a look at verbs that start with be. Be, like bezahlen. This means to pay for, but don't be surprised to hear the abbreviated zahlen. In a restaurant, for example, you'll hear Herr Ober, zahlen bitte. What does this mean? Waiter, I want to pay, please. Don't be fooled into thinking the waiter's name is Herr Ober. This is simply the polite way of calling over the waiter for your bill, which is die Rechnung. If it's a waitress, eine Kellnerin, use Fräulein, whatever her age or marital status. To order is bestellen, so let's try. Waitress, may I order now? But firstly, what is that handle may, meaning to be allowed to? Yes, dürfen. It goes ich darf, du darfst, er sie es darf, wir and sie dürfen. So how would you now say, waitress, may I order now? Fräulein, darf ich jetzt bestellen? Fräulein, darf ich jetzt bestellen? Gut. Having dived with bestellen and bezahlen, you get bestellt, ordered, and bezahlt, paid. So if beef is rindfleisch and potatoes are kartoffeln, Try, I have ordered beef with potatoes. Ich habe Rindfleisch mit Kartoffeln bestellt. Ich habe Rindfleisch mit Kartoffeln bestellt. Good. Trout is die Forelle. And Julia asks Julius, did you order the trout? Hast du die Forelle bestellt? Hast du die Forelle bestellt? The question word who is wer and drinks are die Getränke. So let's try who has ordered the drinks. Wer hat die Getränke bestellt? Wer hat die Getränke bestellt? And what about who paid for the meal yesterday evening? A meal is das Essen. Wer hat gestern Abend das Essen bezahlt? Did you get the word order right? Wer hat gestern Abend das Essen bezahlt? Die Speisekarte, the menu card, will list die Vorspeisen, the starters, die Nachspeisen, the desserts, and die Hauptgerichte, the main courses. Haupt, meaning main, is a very useful word. It can be hooked onto other words such as Sache, thing. Die Hauptsache ist, wir finden ein wirklich gutes Restaurant. Die Hauptsache ist, ich bekomme bald etwas zu trinken. The main thing is, die Hauptsache ist, that Julia finds a really good restaurant and Julius gets a drink soon. Returning to our meal, to decide is beschließen and in the diving form, beschlossen. Remembering that negative keine, how would you say, We've decided not to order any starters. Splitting that up, how would you say, we've decided? Wir haben beschlossen. Wir haben beschlossen. Not to order any starters. To order no starters. Keine Vorspeisen zu bestellen. Wir haben beschlossen, keine Vorspeisen zu bestellen. What is the diving form of besuchen, to visit? Yes, besucht. Good. And besichtigen, also meaning to visit, but specifically used for visiting the sites. 
besichtigt. Have you noticed a pattern emerge? Verbs starting with be don't have a ge at the beginning of the diving form. Sometimes, however, the second vowel may change. Zum Beispiel, for example, what is the lookalike verb to begin? Yes, beginnen. In the diving form, it becomes begonnen. If last Wednesday is letzten Mittwoch and language course is der Sprachkurs, how would you say, my language course started last Wednesday? Mein Sprachkurs hat letzten Mittwoch begonnen. Gut. To get, acquire, in the sense of to buy, is sich besorgen. Besorgen, besorgt. If a map is eine Landkarte and the points of the compass are Nord, Süd, Ost and West, how would you say the tourists acquired a map of South Germany? Die Touristen haben sich eine Landkarte von Süddeutschland besorgt. Die Touristen haben sich eine Landkarte von Süddeutschland besorgt. Gut. And if to use is benutzen and taxi is a lookalike neuter word, ask, why didn't they use a taxi? Or why did they no taxi use? Warum haben sie kein Taxi benutzt? Warum haben sie kein Taxi benutzt? Let's extend this with to find their hotel. Um ihr Hotel zu finden. Did you remember to use um plus zu and the whole verb to convey in order to? Um ihr Hotel zu finden? Well done if you did. The all-purpose word for means of transport is die Verkehrsmittel. Literally traffic, Verkehr and Mittel means. Does it bring to mind Lebensmittel, means of living, food? Die Verkehrsmittel are very efficient, effizient, and favorable, günstig, in German cities. Günstig means favorable in the sense of favorably priced as well as convenient. That's G-U-Umlaut, N-S-T-I-G, günstig. The commuter line Die Stadtbahn is abbreviated to die S-Bahn. So how about, I didn't use the commuter line. Ich habe die S-Bahn nicht benutzt. Gut, ich habe die S-Bahn nicht benutzt. Die U-Bahn, short for die Untergrundbahn, is the underground. Now, remembering günstig, let's add, as the underground was more convenient. Da die U-Bahn günstiger war. Da die U-Bahn günstiger war. Gut. And now, putting that together, I didn't use the commuter line, as the underground was more convenient. Ich habe die S-Bahn nicht benutzt, da die U-Bahn günstiger war. Ich habe die S-Bahn nicht benutzt, da die U-Bahn günstiger war. Gut gemacht. The tram is die Straßenbahn. If even cheaper is noch billiger, how would you say the tram was even cheaper? Die Straßenbahn war noch billiger. Die Straßenbahn war noch billiger. 
Let's imagine for a moment that earlier in the day you arrived at your hotel and, wie gewöhnlich, as usual, you brought too much luggage. Luggage is das Gepäck. Easy to remember if you also know einpacken, to pack, and auspacken, to unpack. So the general word for your packed possessions is das Gepäck, luggage. How would you say, my luggage was too heavy for me? Mein Gepäck war zu schwer für mich. Mein Gepäck war zu schwer für mich. To take, meaning to bring with you, is the separable verb mitbringen. But first, do you recall the tricky diving form of bringen? Genau, gebracht. G-E-B-R-A-C-H-T. Can you now work out the diving form for mitbringen? Mitgebracht. Mitgebracht. So how would you say, as usual, I have brought too much? Wie gewöhnlich habe ich zu viel mitgebracht? Wie gewöhnlich habe ich zu viel mitgebracht? If you're lucky, there will be a porter at the hotel. If tragen is to carry as well as to wear, and the person who does the carrying is der Träger, Can you deduce the word for porter, the luggage carrier? Der Gepäckträger. Der Gepäckträger. Similarly, the postman, the letter carrier, would be... Der Briefträger. Der Briefträger. Okay, the suitcase is der Koffer, and we're going to ask the porter, please take the suitcase. The suitcase in this sentence will be Dane Koffer, and I'll explain why shortly. So, please take the suitcase. Nehmen Sie bitte den Koffer. Nehmen Sie bitte den Koffer. Now, here's the explanation for Dane Koffer. Bear with me while I explain. This point is important and worth getting to grips with properly. The porter is the agent carrying out the action, the taking of the suitcase. The suitcase is very specifically what is being carried. In other words, it is the item directly affected by the verb, the item that is being carried. You could even say it was the victim of the carrying, the victim of the verb. So were you to ask a friend, what is the porter carrying, which in German is... Was trägt der Gepäckträger? Ja, was trägt der Gepäckträger? The answer is clearly the suitcase. So, the porter is carrying the suitcase? Der Gepäckträger trägt den Koffer. Ja, der Gepäckträger trägt den Koffer. So, you see, in this situation, the masculine article der changes to den. That's D-E-N, pronounced den, when it's the victim of the verb. Der Gepäckträger trägt den Koffer. Although only masculine words go from der to den, and only in the singular, this doesn't mean that feminine, neuter and plural nouns are not victims of the verb. It's just that their D and DAS words don't change. So if a laptop is masculine... And myself is Zelba. How would you say, 
I will carry the laptop myself. Ich werde den Laptop selber tragen. Ja, ich werde den Laptop selber tragen. And if it's der Computer and the diving form of tragen is getragen, how would you say, he carried the computer into the house? Er hat den Computer ins Haus getragen. Er hat den Computer ins Haus getragen. Prima. Ein or a in English obeys the same rule and changes to einen. Alles klar? Der to den and ein to einen. And wait, that's not all. Mein, dein, sein. The three ear forms. Her, there and polite your. And kein. Also march to this drummer, becoming meinen, deinen, seinen, ihren and keinen. And adjectives change in the same way. This occurs when you're dealing with the so-called victim of the verb, the word that is directly affected or targeted by whoever carries out the action or whatever action is taking place. And it only applies to masculine, singular words. Don't worry if you get this wrong, you'll still be understood. But it's worth knowing this victim of the verb rule because in certain sentences, where the word order is very different from the English, it will help you identify who is doing the action and who or what is on the receiving end of the action. Now, do you remember our phrase in segment one? Einen Tisch für sechs bitte. Einen Tisch is the victim of the verb, except that the verb isn't stated. The missing verb is ich möchte, I'd like. Ich möchte einen Tisch für sechs, bitte. Okay, now it's your turn. Strange is komisch and Hund is dog and it's masculine. Thinking about what is the victim of the verb to have, how would you say he has a strange dog? Er hat einen komischen Hund. Gut. Er hat einen komischen Hund. To fetch someone is the separable verb abholen. How would you say, I am just fetching my father? Ich hole gerade meinen Vater ab. Richtig. Ich hole gerade meinen Vater ab. Did you get meinen Vater right? The father was the victim of the verb abholen. What about asking your friend about his car, der Volkswagen? Try, have you sold the Volkswagen? Hast du den Volkswagen verkauft? Ja, hast du den Volkswagen verkauft? And extending that to both your and old, which follow the same pattern, have you sold your old Volkswagen? Hast du deinen alten Volkswagen verkauft? Hast du deinen alten Volkswagen verkauft? How would you say, next week we will meet his boss? The boss is der Chef. So, starting with nächste Woche and using the future tense, next week we will meet his boss. Nächste Woche werden wir seinen Chef treffen. Richtig. Nächste Woche werden wir seinen Chef treffen. 
knowing that tea and coffee are der Tee and der Kaffee, ask someone formally, did you order the tea or the coffee? Haben Sie den Tee oder den Kaffee bestellt? If to choose is wählen and ham salad is der Schinkensalat and tomato salad der Tomatensalat, how would you say, should I choose the ham salad or the tomato salad? Soll ich den Schinkensalat oder den Tomatensalat wählen? Soll ich den Schinkensalat oder den Tomatensalat wählen? And finally, returning to the diving past tense, how would you say, First I ate the chocolate cake and after that I ordered the fruit flan. As chocolate is die Schokolade and cake is der Kuchen, combine them adding an N in between and make the chocolate cake. Der Schokoladenkuchen. Ja, der Schokoladenkuchen. The last part, der Kuchen, dictates the gender of the whole word. Now, I ate. Essen to eat becomes gegessen in the diving form. That's G-E-G-E-S-S-E-N, gegessen. First is zuerst. Let's do the first part of the sentence. First I ate the chocolate cake. Zuerst habe ich den Schokoladenkuchen gegessen. Zuerst habe ich den Schokoladenkuchen gegessen. Gut. Now for the second half. And after that I ordered the fruit flan. As fruit is das Obst and the ghetto or flan is die Tochter, how would you say the fruit flan? Die Obsttorte. Gut. Die Obsttorte. After that is danach and will trigger an inversion in the word order. So, and after that I ordered the fruit flan. Und danach habe ich die Obsttorte bestellt. Und danach habe ich die Obsttorte bestellt. Richtig. And now the whole sentence. First I ate the chocolate cake and after that I ordered the fruit flan. Zuerst habe ich den Schokoladenkuchen gegessen und danach habe ich die Obsttorte bestellt. Zuerst habe ich den Schokoladenkuchen gegessen und danach habe ich die Obsttorte bestellt. Julius, du Nimmersatt. I have to agree with you there, Julia. A Nimmersatt is a glutton. Nimmer, never, from nicht immer. And satt, think of satiable, full. Du Nimmersatt, you glutton. Bravo to you, though, for tackling this sentence. And guten Appetit. Back at the hotel, as you unpack your suitcase, try and put your knowledge into practice. Remember, the victim of the verb rule only affects endings for the masculine singular. Okay, if coat is der Mantel, think of the English mantle or cloak, and rain is der Regen, Work out the German for raincoat. Der Regenmantel. Der Regenmantel. And if hat is der Hut, how would you say, I have unpacked my raincoat and rain hat. Ich habe meinen Regenmantel und meinen Regenhut ausgepackt. 
Ich habe meinen Regenmantel und meinen Regenhut ausgepackt. Scarf ist der Schal, that's capital S-C-H-A-L, Schal, and warm is warm. Using mitbringen, what about, I have brought a warm scarf with me. Ich habe einen warmen Schal mitgebracht. Ich habe einen warmen Schal mitgebracht. Gut. It's pouring with rain is, es regnet in Strömen. Literally, it's raining in streams. In case is the link word false. And false triggers the vile situation. So try to work out in case it pours with rain. Falls es in Strömen regnet. Falls es in Strömen regnet. Now, if umbrella is der Regenschirm, how would you say, I have packed an umbrella? Ich habe einen Regenschirm eingepackt. Ich habe einen Regenschirm eingepackt. And the whole sentence now, I have packed an umbrella in case it pours with rain. Ich habe einen Regenschirm eingepackt, falls es in Strömen regnet. Ich habe einen Regenschirm eingepackt, falls es in Strömen regnet. Sehr gut gemacht. It's common in German to start a sentence with a less important clause. For example, falls es regnet, or as we have practiced before, wenn du eine Rede hältst, if you make a speech. This triggers a change in the word order. So starting with falls es regnet, you'll continue with the inversion habe ich einen Regenschirm eingepackt. Let's hear Julius say it for us. Falls es regnet, habe ich einen Regenschirm eingepackt. Note that either side of your pause, which is where you have to write a comma, there is a verb. Falls es regnet, comma, habe ich einen Regenschirm eingepackt. Think of this as the verb, comma, verb situation. This situation occurs whenever you start your sentence with a link word such as weil, da, das and wenn, which we've seen in action so far. There are many others to meet in the future. Okay, using der Pulli, sweater, pullover, try I packed a warm pullover in case it's cold. Splitting that up. I packed a warm pullover. Ich habe einen warmen Pulli eingepackt. Ich habe einen warmen Pulli eingepackt. And now adding, in case it's cold. Falls es kalt ist. Falls es kalt ist. Now, reverse the clause order to say, in case it's cold, I've packed a warm pullover. Falls es kalt ist, habe ich einen warmen Pulli eingepackt. Falls es kalt ist, Komma, habe ich einen warmen Pulli eingepackt. Well done. You know, you're juggling with several rules here simultaneously. You're mastering the vile situation using false. You're coping with the inversion of clauses and you've even got a victim of the verb, den warmen Pulli, in that sentence too. Ausgezeichnet!
Okay, a smart suit for a gentleman is der Anzug. That's capital A N Z U G. Anzug. Can you now work out what a trouser suit for a woman would be? Yes, ein Hosenanzug. A shoe is der Schuh. That's capital S C H U H plural die Schuhe. So if gloves are literally handshoes in German, and adding that look-alike word for hand, work out what gloves could be. Handschuhe. Right, Julia asks Julius, "Did you pack your dark blue suit for the concert?" Hast du deinen dunkelblauen Anzug für das Konzert eingepackt? Hast du deinen dunkelblauen Anzug für das Konzert eingepackt? Okay, and if to go clubbing is in die Nachtclubs gehen, what about and your light green trousers in case we go clubbing? Und deine hellgrüne Hose, falls wir in die Nachtclubs gehen. Und deine hellgrüne Hose, falls wir in die Nachtclubs gehen. Listen to Julius's answer. Den dunkelblauen Anzug habe ich eingepackt. The dark blue suit I've packed. Note how German promotes what it likes to emphasize to the beginning of the sentence. And here, in the masculine singular victim of the verb form. Den dunkelblauen Anzug habe ich eingepackt. Did you spot how this causes ich and habe to swap places once again, please, Julius? Den dunkelblauen Anzug habe ich eingepackt. Now imagine Julius asking Julia, did you bring along your elegant trouser suit? Hast du deinen eleganten Hosenanzug mitgebracht? Hast du deinen eleganten Hosenanzug mitgebracht? Now if matching is passend, Blouse is die Bluse and Interview is das Interview, how would you say and the matching Blouse? For the interview. Und die passende Bluse für das Interview. Und die passende Bluse für das Interview. Could you now add? And in case you go swimming, did you bring your little red bikini with you? Let's break that up. And in case you go swimming. Und falls du schwimmen gehst. Und falls du schwimmen gehst? Right, remembering to follow the verb, comma, verb rule, add Did you bring your little red bikini with you? Bikini is der Bikini and in German, using mitnehmen, you'll say Did you your little red bikini with take? Hast du deinen kleinen roten Bikini mitgenommen? Hast du deinen kleinen roten Bikini mitgenommen? Very good. And putting both parts together now. And in case you go swimming, did you bring your little red Bikini with you? Und falls du schwimmen gehst, hast du deinen kleinen roten Bikini mitgenommen? Und falls du schwimmen gehst, hast du deinen kleinen roten Bikini mitgenommen? Julius, zieh mich nicht wieder auf. Du weißt, dass ich einen grünen Badeanzug und keinen roten Bikini habe. 
Julius, stop teasing her again. Even I know she has a green bathing suit, einen grünen Badeanzug and no little red bikini. All right. Time to move on now to verbs which dive into the past using the sein diving board. Here again, it's advisable to learn the diving form of each verb when you first meet it. Remember, less than 30% of German verbs are involved anyway. It's also fair to say that only the odd few dive into the past and add T on the end. The vast majority end in EN, like gefahren. Although the most commonly used ones are coming and going verbs, as Michelle Thomas explained, for example, common to come, gehen to go, uncommon to arrive and abfahren to depart, there are many more action verbs not dealing with coming and going that dive into the past with sein, specifically bleiben to stay and werden to become. But let's take a look at to climb up, to climb onto, steigen auf. And three compound verbs based on it, einsteigen in, to climb into, aussteigen aus, to climb out of, and umsteigen, to climb or change from one means of transport into another. These three compound verbs are all separable, so the ge slots in between the two parts. The letters EI in steigen change to IE, pronounced E, giving you gestiegen. Can you now work out the diving form of einsteigen, aussteigen and umsteigen? Yes, eingestiegen, ausgestiegen and umgestiegen. You will now understand when the conductor or guard, der Schaffner, announces Alle einsteigen bitte! Die Türen schließen. Meaning, everybody get in, the doors are closing. Or alternatively, Alle aussteigen bitte, Endstation. Everybody get out, end of the line. How would you say to the Schaffner, I got on in Frankfurt, could you please tell me where I have to change for Köln? Let's split that up. I got on in Frankfurt. Ich bin in Frankfurt eingestiegen. Ich bin in Frankfurt eingestiegen. Could you please tell me? Könnten Sie mir bitte sagen? Könnten Sie mir bitte sagen, where I have to change for Köln? Wo ich für Köln umsteigen muss. Wo ich für Köln umsteigen muss. And now, putting that together, I got on in Frankfurt. Could you please tell me where I have to change for Köln? Ich bin in Frankfurt eingestiegen. Könnten Sie mir bitte sagen, wo ich für Köln umsteigen muss? Ich bin in Frankfurt eingestiegen. Könnten Sie mir bitte sagen, wo ich für Köln umsteigen muss? Großartig! Two more real action verbs using sein are to fly, fliegen, and to run, laufen. Test your instincts working out the diving past tense for I ran. Ich bin gelaufen. Mm -hmm. Ich bin gelaufen. Okay, the bus stop is die Bushaltestelle. Let's break that up into its three component parts. Der Bus, Halt, meaning stop, and die Stelle, the place. Logically, the place the bus stops. 
die Bushaltestelle. Now let's say I ran to the bus stop. Will you use zur or zum? Zur, because it's die Bushaltestelle. So how would you say I ran to the bus stop? Ich bin zur Bushaltestelle gelaufen. Ich bin zur Bushaltestelle gelaufen. Now, if to miss is verpassen, in the diving form verpasst, how would you say, but I missed the bus? Aber ich habe den Bus verpasst. Did you remember to say, den Bus? Ich bin zur Bushaltestelle gelaufen, aber ich habe den Bus verpasst. And if the IE in fliegen changes to an O in the diving past, how would you say, He flew to Munich, nach München. Er ist nach München geflogen. Er ist nach München geflogen. Gut. Now, if the connection is der Anschluss and to Switzerland is in die Schweiz, how would you say, but he missed his connection to Switzerland? Aber er hat seinen Anschluss in die Schweiz verpasst. Er ist nach München geflogen, aber er hat seinen Anschluss in die Schweiz verpasst. Always use nach when traveling to towns or countries with the two exceptions of in die Schweiz, to Switzerland, and in die Türkei, to Turkey. This occurs because they are both feminine. You have really achieved a great deal in a short space of time. If you can use this much German with your friends, you won't be on formal terms with them for long. Which leads me on to explain the quaint German ritual of sliding from sich sitzen, which means saying sie to one another, to sich duzen, offering the du form of address. Bekannte trinken ein Glas Wein oder ein Bier zusammen. Bekannte are acquaintances. Wollen wir Brüderschaft trinken? Can you work out what Brüderschaft trinken means? Yes, to drink brotherhood. But without the wine or the formality, you need only say... Wollen wir uns duzen? Let's say do to each other. And the friendship is sealed. Wollen wir uns duzen? Ja, gerne. Dann sind wir alle per du. Then we are all on du terms. That's per du in German. Also, Prost! Prost. Cheers! Auf deinen weiteren Fortschritt to your continuing progress. If you've made it this far, there's no limit to how much further we can go. The rewards get greater and greater. Course Segment 3. Everyday Expressions The aim of this segment is to present those everyday expressions and common sayings that give German its richness, flavour and flow and help you respond in a variety of situations you may encounter. Let's start with a happy situation. Eine glückliche Situation. Michel Thomas taught you to be pleased, sich freuen. So, remembering the temp word order rule, how would you say, I'm pleased to be here tonight? 
Ich freue mich, heute Abend hier zu sein. Gut, ich freue mich, heute Abend hier zu sein. Now, to get to know someone is kennenlernen, literally learn to know. Of course, in German, kennen comes before lernen. Remember the song, Do You Ken John Peel? There's your Scottish link to the German kennen. So how would you say, I'm pleased to get to know you, meaning to meet you? Remember, you're on Z terms. As with other verbs that are made up of two words, zu goes between kennen and lernen. So once again, I'm pleased to get to know you would be... Ich freue mich, Sie kennenzulernen. Ich freue mich, Sie kennenzulernen. Gut. Now, if you are pleased about something, then add the word über, about. Sich freuen über. I'm pleased about. Now, diving into the past using haben, how would you say, I was pleased about the good news. First, I was pleased. Ich habe mich gefreut. The news is die Nachricht. So, about the good news? Über die gute Nachricht. Did you remember to make good agreeable? Okay, putting that together and remembering to send gefreut to the end of the sentence. I was pleased about the good news. Ich habe mich über die gute Nachricht gefreut. Prima. Now, when you meet sich freuen with a different connector, auf, the meaning changes to to look forward to. You know, this happens in English too. Think of the difference between to look at, to look for, to look after. With sich freuen auf, to look forward to, you are still pleased, but about something in the future. So how would you say, I'm looking forward to the journey out, but not the journey home? The journey out is die Hinreise. Does hin bring to mind dorthin, to there? Good. Hin, hitched onto die Reise, gives you the journey out. So, I'm looking forward to the journey out. Ich freue mich auf die Hinreise. Ich freue mich auf die Hinreise. The journey home is die Rückreise, the back journey. Can you spot Rück in Zurückfahren and Rückenschmerzen? Okay, so how would you say, but not to the journey home? Aber nicht auf die Rückreise. Aber nicht auf die Rückreise. Richtig. Let's put that together now. I'm looking forward to the journey out, but not to the journey home. Ich freue mich auf die Hinreise, aber nicht auf die Rückreise. Ich freue mich auf die Hinreise, aber nicht auf die Rückreise. Hin und zurück. There and back. Linked like this are very useful. It's what you'll need if you want to buy a return ticket. Try that now. Ask for a return ticket to Dresden. Ticket is travel card, Fahrkarte. So... A ticket to Dresden, please, there and back. Eine Fahrkarte nach Dresden, bitte, hin und zurück. Good. Eine Fahrkarte nach Dresden, bitte, hin und zurück. Returning to our verb, sich freuen auf, how would you ask? 
Are you looking forward to your summer holidays? Using the do form and remembering that connector auf, let's start with a statement you are looking forward to. Du freust dich auf. Du freust dich auf. Now, how would you turn that into the question, are you looking forward to? Freust du dich auf? Freust du dich auf? Okay, putting together the words for summer and holidays, which you know, what are your summer holidays? Deine Sommerferien. Deine Sommerferien. Leicht, nicht? So how would you now say, are you looking forward to your summer holidays? Freust du dich auf deine Sommerferien? Freust du dich auf deine Sommerferien? Genau. Now try, I'm looking forward to my Easter holidays in April. Easter is Ostern. That's capital O, S-T-E-R-N. Note the affinity between East and Ost. But drop the N from Ostern to make Osterferien. April is April. And you say im April, in the April. You'll find all the months in the user guide. So once again, I'm looking forward to my Easter holidays in April. Ich freue mich auf meine Osterferien im April. My Easter holidays, meine Osterferien. And what about you? Say you're looking forward to your Christmas holidays in December. Christmas is Weihnachten. That's capital W, E-I-H-N-A-C-H-T-E-N. For Weihnachtsferien, drop the E-N from Weihnachten and slip in an S instead, giving you the holidays of Christmas, die Weihnachtsferien. December is Dezember, and again you say im Dezember, in the December. Have a go. Say, I'm looking forward to my Christmas holidays in December. Ich freue mich auf meine Weihnachtsferien im Dezember. Bravo! Let me just remind you that when talking about the month in German, you always have to say in the April or in the December. So, how would you say in June, Juni, in July, Juli, and in August, August? Remember, you'll find all the months in the user guide. Im Juni, im Juli und im August. Gut, im Juni, June, im Juli, July und im August, August. Now, if the sun is die Sonne and warmest is am wärmsten, how would you say, the sun is warmest in June, July and August? Don't forget the temp rule. Im Juni, im Juli und im August ist die Sonne am wärmsten. Im Juni, im Juli und im August ist die Sonne am wärmsten. How would you say, my grandparents always go on holiday in January and in May. To go on holiday is in die Ferien fahren. And grandparents are Großeltern, literally big parents. So starting with, my grandparents always go on holiday... 
Meine Großeltern fahren immer in die Ferien. Now insert January, Januar and May, Mai into that sentence. Meine Großeltern fahren immer im Januar und im Mai in die Ferien. Gut. Now, if fun is Spaß, that's S-P-A-S-Z, how would you say a lot of fun or much fun? Viel Spaß. Viel Spaß. Viel. V-I-E-L means both much and a lot of. So what's the German for to have fun? Spaß haben. Genau, Spaß haben. Before you say, I had a lot of fun on holiday, let's quickly review the two ways of saying I had. If you dive into the past using the Harbin diving board, you will get... Ich habe gehabt. Ja, but Michelle Thomas also showed you the shorter version for I had. Ich hatte. Genau. Another word for holiday is der Urlaub. On holiday is the set phrase im Urlaub. So, using hatte, let's say I had a lot of fun on holiday. Ich hatte viel Spaß im Urlaub. Ja, ich hatte viel Spaß im Urlaub. If something is good fun, however, you'll use Spaß machen. Do you remember the short phrase Julius und Julia used meaning it's fun when they spoke about the sport they liked? Es macht Spaß. Genau, it's fun. How would you say in the past, that really was a lot of fun? Remember, we say was, but German will use Spaß machen and will dive into the past. Das hat wirklich viel Spaß gemacht. Das hat wirklich viel Spaß gemacht. Super. Now, the opposite of viel is wenig. That's W-E-N-I-G, meaning little in the sense of not a lot of. So how would you say not a lot of fun? Wenig Spaß. Good. Did you notice that although viel and wenig both describe Spaß, they don't need to be agreeable? Certainly makes life easier, but only when viel and wenig are describing something in the singular. So how would you say a lot of time? Viel Zeit. Yeah, viel Zeit. No agreement. And little money? Wenig Geld. Gut, wenig Geld. Now try, Julius earned a lot of money, but he had little free time to spend it. Remember to earn and its diving form? Yes, verdienen and verdient. No get needed in the diving form for verbs beginning with fair. So, Julius earned a lot of money. Julius hat viel Geld verdient. Julius hat viel Geld verdient. But he had little free time. Joining the word for free, frei, to the word for time, how would you say little free time? 
Wenig Freizeit. Richtig. Wenig Freizeit. Now add, but he had little free time. Aber er hatte wenig Freizeit. Aber er hatte wenig Freizeit. And lastly, to spend it. Okay, German differentiates between spending time, when you use verbringen, and spending money, which is ausgeben. Think of giving the money aus, out. Here, to spend it clearly refers to money, so you will use... Natürlich ausgeben. Hear the accent on the first syllable? That's your clue that the verb will separate under stress. So insert the zu in the middle. So to spend it is... Es auszugeben. Gut, es auszugeben. Let's put all that together now. Julius earned a lot of money, but he had little free time to spend it. Julius hat viel Geld verdient, aber er hatte wenig Freizeit, es auszugeben. Julius hat viel Geld verdient, aber er hatte wenig Zeit, es auszugeben. Ja, leider. Leider, unfortunately. Julia obviously regrets this. Now, viel and wenig are agreeable when they're describing plural nouns. If people is Leute, try Many people have fun when skiing. You have already met the word for skiing, which is... Good, Skifahren. Now, once again, remembering how to say when or whilst doing an action, say, many people have fun when skiing. Viele Leute haben Spaß beim Skifahren. Good. Just one last expression with feel. When you say many thanks, feel does have to change, even though dank is singular. How do you say many thanks, Julia? Vielen Dank. Vielen Dank. A pesky exception, and quite an important one, as you'll agree. So, if this is dieser, what about many thanks for this information? Vielen Dank für diese Information. As you know, Michelle Thomas explained several ways of saying how to like things. Let's review them quickly using some new vocabulary. Remember that useful word gern or gerne, which you slip in after the verb? It implies doing something gladly. What about, I like to discuss? To discuss is an old friend, another ear and verb. But a minor adjustment is needed. The double S in discuss changes to a T. So once again, I like to discuss. Ich diskutiere gern. Ich diskutiere gern. To win is gewinnen. That's G-E-W-I-N-N-E-N. -E Did you spot win inside gewinnen? The diving form is gewonnen. W-O-N, just like the English word won. Gewinnen, to win, gewonnen, won. So how would you say, she likes to win? Sie gewinnt gern. Sie gewinnt gern, richtig. Now, if when playing is beim Spielen, can you work out when playing cards?
Beim Kartenspielen. Gut, beim Kartenspielen. Remember, German likes to join words. And putting it all together, she likes to win when playing cards. Sie gewinnt gern beim Kartenspielen. Ja, sie gewinnt gern beim Kartenspielen. So use gern for liking, but for preferring, there is another handy word, lieber, that slips into the same place straight after the verb. Lieber means rather or by preference. Let's try, I prefer drinking tea. Literally, in German, I drink rather or by preference tea. So once again, I prefer drinking tea. Ich trinke lieber Tee. Richtig. Now, to argue is argumentieren. So how would you say, she likes to discuss, but she prefers to argue. Sie diskutiert gern, aber sie argumentiert lieber. Sie diskutiert gern, aber sie argumentiert lieber. Meinst du mich, Julius? Nein. Meinen which we first met in segment one, is a shifty little verb. It can mean to think, but also to mean. Here, Julia is clearly saying, do you mean me? Meinst du mich? Meiner Meinung nach, meint er dich nicht, Julia. In my opinion, he doesn't mean you, Julia. Did you notice the position of the verb meint in that sentence? Yes. It was the second idea because meiner Meinung nach, in my opinion, is one idea. Let's fix that in place with an example. How would you say, in my opinion, that's very important? Meiner Meinung nach ist das sehr wichtig. Good. Now let's try, I like watching television, but I prefer doing sport. To watch TV is the separable verb Fernsehen. So, I watch TV is... Ich sehe fern. Ja, ich sehe fern. And now, I like watching TV. Just put gern after the verb. Ich sehe gern fern. Now add, but I prefer doing sport. And here you can say sport treiben or the more colloquial sport machen. So... But I prefer doing sport. Aber ich treibe lieber Sport. Aber ich treibe lieber Sport. And putting that together, I like watching TV, but I prefer doing sport. Ich sehe gern fern, aber ich treibe lieber Sport. Ich sehe gern fern, aber ich treibe lieber Sport. And finally, we like staying overnight in guest houses. But normally we prefer to book hotels. Let's build up to stay overnight by breaking it down into over, which is über and night Nacht. Good. Nacht. Think of gute Nacht. Good night. Now combine über and Nacht and build the whole verb. Übernachten. Übernachten, which means to overnight. Note there's no stress on the first syllable, so it's not separable. Okay, so if guest houses are Pensionen, how would you say we like staying overnight in guest houses? 
Wir übernachten gern in Pensionen. But normally we prefer to book hotels. From das Buch, the book, which you already know, you can make the regular verb buchen, to book. And for words of foreign origin, like auto, restaurant, büro, hobby, job, and in this case hotel, just add an S for the plural. Normally is normalerweise and will affect the word order. So once again, but normally we prefer to book hotels. Aber normalerweise buchen wir lieber Hotels. And putting all that together, we like staying overnight in guest houses, but normally we prefer to book hotels. Wir übernachten gern in Pensionen, aber normalerweise buchen wir lieber Hotels. Well done, I think you've got it. Now when it comes to stating your preference, making a choice, don't be surprised if the question is put to you this way. Eine Nachspeise? Oder die Käseplatte. Was ziehen Sie vor? Was ziehen Sie vor? What do you prefer? Dissect vorziehen and it literally means to pull, ziehen, and for, in front of. Of course, you pull forward what you prefer. Did you work out what the options were? Eine Nachspeise oder die Käseplatte? Eine Nachspeise, a dessert, die Käseplatte, the cheese platter, the cheese board. All right, you know how to express liking and preferring. But for pure enjoyment, there is genießen, to enjoy. That's G-E-N-I-E-S-Z-E-N. How would you say, yesterday I enjoyed the taste of the freshly baked bread in the bakery. Don't get a shock, you can do this. Now, to taste is schmecken. Imagine smacking your lips as you say schmecken. From schmecken, we get the word taste, der Geschmack. That's capital G-E-S-C-H-M-A-C-K. Der Geschmack is the victim of the verb genießen, which dives into genossen. So how would you say, yesterday I enjoyed the taste? Gestern habe ich den Geschmack genossen. Gestern habe ich den Geschmack genossen. Gut. To bake is backen. B-A-C-K-E-N. Try and work out the diving form in the past. Gebacken. Ja, gebacken. Remembering der Kuchen, what about yesterday I baked a fantastic cake? Remember, you have a victim of the verb here and the adjective fantastisch, which must agree. Once again, starting with yesterday, gestern, and remembering to make the verb the second idea, try yesterday I baked a fantastic cake. Gestern habe ich einen fantastischen Kuchen gebacken. Gestern habe ich einen fantastischen Kuchen gebacken. Habe as the second idea and gebacken right at the end. Right. To get to freshly baked, you change the E in fresh to an I and hook it on to baked. So freshly baked is... Frisch gebacken. Ja, frisch gebacken. Let's tackle... 
the taste of the freshly baked bread. For of, in this sentence, you'll use fon, V-O-N pronounced fon. Fon means both of and from. Fon causes das Brot to change to dem Brot. And the adjective freshly baked adds en to be agreeable. So how would you say of the freshly baked bread? Von dem frisch gebackenen Brot. Von dem frisch gebackenen Brot. Von dem is frequently shortened to vom, V-O-M. And now, recalling Genossen and der Geschmack. And if in the bakery is in der Bäckerei, let's try the whole sentence. Yesterday I enjoyed the taste of the freshly baked bread in the bakery. Gestern habe ich den Geschmack vom frisch gebackenen Brot in der Bäckerei genossen. Gestern habe ich den Geschmack vom frisch gebackenen Brot in der Bäckerei genossen. Super! Now, if the smell is das Aroma, try, did you enjoy the smell? Hast du das Aroma genossen? Here, das Aroma is the victim of the verb, but it's a das word, so no need to make any changes. Hast du das Aroma genossen? If freshly ground is frisch gemahlen, try of the freshly ground coffee. Von dem frisch gemahlenen Kaffee. Von dem vom frisch gemahlenen Kaffee. So, putting that together, if in the café is in dem or im café, try, did you enjoy the smell of the freshly ground coffee in the café? Hast du das Aroma vom frisch gemahlenen Kaffee im Café genossen? Hast du das Aroma vom frisch gemahlenen Kaffee im Café genossen? Ja, sicher, Julius. Das habe ich wirklich genossen. As we have seen, von triggers a change in masculine der and neuter das words, changing them to dem. And what von can trigger, its close relatives will also set in motion. So who are they? Which have you met so far? Certainly, mit. What did we use for... By car, by train, by bus. Yes, mit, mit dem Auto, mit dem Zug, mit dem Bus. We say by car in English, but German says with the car, mit dem Auto. Mit triggered the change in das Auto to dem Auto. It's der Zug and der Bus, so what will they also change to? Yes. Dem Zug and Dem Bus. Let me remind you again, only der and das change to Dem. Now there is another close relative of mit and von that triggers this change to Dem, which you have already met and used. What did you say for to the doctor and to the dentist? Yes, 
zum. We agree to use zum for all der and das words. So to the doctor and to the dentist was zum Arzt, zum Zahnarzt. Zum, you may now have deduced, is a shortening of zu dem. Placing these three close relatives under one large umbrella, let's call the change they trigger the mit von zu situation. After mit von zu, der and das only change to dem. Okay, so back to the coffee. Not forgetting zum, how would you say, back to the coffee please, the smell was really good. Zurück zum Kaffee. Aha, zu dem Kaffee. Back to the coffee. Das Aroma war echt gut. Echt is colloquial and actually means real, genuine, truly. You'll hear echt emphasizing both positive and negative words. So show your pleasure by saying the thriller was truly exciting. The thriller is der Krimi. Think of crime and criminal. By the way, der Krimi covers the book, film and TV version of a crime story. Exciting is spannend. S-P-A-N-N-E-N-D. Spannend. So once again, the thriller was truly exciting. Der Krimi war echt spannend. Der Krimi war echt spannend. If comedy is die Komödie and funny is lustig, what about the comedy was truly funny? Die Komödie war echt lustig. Echt lustig. And if stupid is dumm or doof, try truly stupid. Echt dumm. Echt doof. Echt dumm, echt doof. Dick and doof, fat and stupid, are the German names for Laurel and Hardy. And finally, because it rhymes so conveniently, if bad is schlecht, what is truly bad? Echt schlecht. Genau, echt schlecht. Truly bad. Moving on. For to fancy doing something, Michelle Thomas taught us the expression lust haben, to have the lust, the desire. So how would Julia ask, do you fancy seeing a show or a film? The word show is international now, die show. For the plural of imported words like this, just add an S. Der Film is an exception here. The plural is Filme. Remember in our sentence, film is a dare word and the victim of the verb to see. So it will require an adjustment. Once again, if you were Julia, how would you ask Julius, do you fancy seeing a show or a film? Julius, hast du Lust, eine Show oder einen Film zu sehen? Julius, hast du Lust, eine Show oder einen Film zu sehen? Did you notice that Although die show was also victim of the verb, it remained die show. No need to worry about die or das, only der changes when it's the victim of the verb. Julius, hast du Lust, eine Show oder einen Film zu sehen? Nein! No, but Julius would fancy going to the art exhibition. Now to say I would fancy, you'll have to use haben in the would tense. I would have the desire. Let's build that up gradually. I have is... 
Yes, ich habe. I had becomes... Ich hatte. And now I would have... Ich hätte. That's right. Hätte with an umlaut and you're in the would tense. Now say, no, but I would fancy... Nein, aber ich hätte Lust. Nein, aber ich hätte Lust. And now, to go to the art exhibition. Take your time to think this through. It's die Kunstausstellung and you would like to go to the art exhibition. Are you in a mid zu situation? Yes, you are. So, to the art exhibition will be... Zur Kunstausstellung. Zur Kunstausstellung. Super. And to go to the art exhibition? Zur Kunstausstellung zu gehen. Zur Kunstausstellung zu gehen. Let's put that together. No, but I would fancy going to the art exhibition. Nein, aber ich hätte Lust zur Kunstausstellung zu gehen. Nein. Aber ich hätte Lust, zur Kunstausstellung zu gehen. But, oh dear, there's a snag. Die Sache hat einen Haken. Literally, the thing has a hook. Einen Haken, a snag. Julia hates modern art. To hate is hassen. H-A-S-S-E-N. In fact, she dislikes modern art so much, she changes the word order in German to modern art hate I. If modern is a straight transformation and art is Kunst, a D word, how would she say, I hate modern art or modern art hate I? Moderne Kunst hasse ich. Moderne Kunst hasse ich. Modern art hate I. In English we'd say, I hate modern art. Well, I don't, of course, but the aim of modern art is often to provoke a reaction. And we've just stumbled across another Ehren verb. If you change the K of provoke to a Z, what would to provoke be in German? Provozieren. Reaction is a look-alike D word. So how about in order to provoke a reaction? Um eine Reaktion zu provozieren. Um eine Reaktion zu provozieren. And if shock is der Schock, how about to provoke a shock? Um einen Schock zu provozieren. Um einen Schock zu provozieren. Did you get this masculine victim of the verb? Einen Schock. Now, if you don't hate something but are merely annoyed about it, you'll need sich ärgern über. Ärgern is spelt A-umlaut R-G-E-R-N. So how would you say, I'm annoyed about the weather today because it's raining again. Weather is das Wetter. So how would you say, I'm annoyed about the weather today. Ich ärgere mich über das Wetter heute. Ich ärgere mich über das Wetter heute. Gut. How would you ask, why were you annoyed about it? Let's start by diving into the past with this regular good guy reflexive verb sich ärgern. 
Using the polite form, let's start with the statement you were annoyed. In German, you say you have yourself annoyed. Sie haben sich geärgert. Gut. For expressions like about it, with it, in it, from it and so on, you need to place da, da, or dar, dar, if the word begins with a vowel, in front of your connector. So, how would you say with it? Damit, and from it? Davon. But in and über both start with a vowel, so here add dar giving you for in it and about it darin and darüber. Now, recalling sie haben sich geärgert, what about you were annoyed about it? Sie haben sich darüber geärgert. Gut, sie haben sich darüber geärgert. And now one last step. Why is warum? So why did you get annoyed about it? Warum haben Sie sich darüber geärgert? Warum haben Sie sich darüber geärgert? Gut gemacht. Well done. That took some nerve. Nerves are Nerven. Spelled the same as in English, but a V is pronounced like the English F. If something gets on your nerves, the result is remarkably similar in German. The Germans say, it goes to me on the nerves, auf die Nerven gehen. So how would you say, it gets on my nerves? Es geht mir auf die Nerven. Es geht mir auf die Nerven. It goes to me on the nerves. Right. The battle with the paperwork is beautifully summed up in German by Der Papierkrieg, literally paper war. That's capital P-A-P-I-E-R-K-R-I-E-G, Papierkrieg. Let's try. The paper war, paperwork, irritates me. And even my boss gets on my nerves. To irritate is another Iren verb that you can work out. So try, the paperwork irritates me. Der Papierkrieg irritiert mich. Der Papierkrieg irritiert mich. Now, if even is sogar, that's S-O-G-A-R, sogar, and remembering geht mir auf die Nerven, build on, And even my boss gets on my nerves. Und sogar mein Chef geht mir auf die Nerven. Und sogar mein Chef geht mir auf die Nerven.